trigger warning. The following episode contains references to human suffering, death, factual inaccuracies, several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. Remember, kids, Sonic says if you want to die losing weight, gotta go fasting. I'm Andy. When the moon in the sky hits that big pizza pie, that's my dinner. I'm Adam. Tapeworms, the other white meat. I'm Kelly. You get down there, soldier, and you eat those hot dogs. I'm Sean, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about dieting. I love it. It's diet with a T. That's what Garfield taught me. (laughs) Mondays, right? (laughs) (laughs) So the etymology of diet, it comes from Latin dieta, meaning way of life. What? Yeah. So that's what it originally meant. In the late 1400s, it had changed to diet, and that meant a customary way of eating. Uh, But at that time, it was actually something that was laid down by a physician. So your doctor told you to eat less red meat. That was a diet. But if you decided to make a change, that would not be considered a diet. Not official. (laughs) You need a PhD to make those decisions. (laughs) Yeah. What, are you putting cookies in your gob? (laughs) (laughs) And weight, and I that would come up a lot, comes from Old English guet. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> just guet. Well, that's it. It just it started with a G, so that G was probably a H sound. So it's huet, meaning heavy, and loss comes from Old English loss, which means ruin or destroy. <laughs> I'm going to destroy my weight. Yeah. So today ruin we're talking him. about heaviness destruction. So there is no fear of losing weight, but there is a fear of gaining weight, which might cause you to resort to some of the things we'll be discussing, and it is pokroscophobia. Pokrosko. Pokrosko. Way down in Pokrosko. I could not, for the life of me, find the root of Pokrosko. So uh, we'll just have to let that one lie. So the science of dieting is described as more complicated than it probably is. There's a lot of beliefs about how to lose weight, but when you boil it all down, basically the less calories you eat, the less you weigh. I've been on the boil it all down diet. (laughs) Oh, gross. (laughs) You do eat less if you're offered nothing but bland boiled food. Mm -hmm. Mm, English food. (laughs) Delicious. So we're on to our acid pop quiz. So, true or false, you burn more calories digesting celery than you gain from eating it. That, mm. that seems right. Like, sure. It's a healthy food. Let's I've certainly that. heard that before. Yeah, it's a thing. If I eat nothing but celery from now on, we will lose weight. Because all those <laughs> stringy bits, your body really has to work at them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like, I'm asking myself, if I was trapped in a house with nothing to eat but celery for a while, would I starve to death? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No matter how much celery I ate, that feels wrong. So I'm oh, going to say yeah, this is false. The, the raisins and the peanut butter. Yeah, I mean, when you add the peanut butter, it offsets it. <laughs> so this is false, but it's close. An entire stick of celery minus the calories it takes to digest nets you around two calories. Oh. But it's still a gain. 
I'm going to have to eat a lot of celery in that house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only half a stick for me then. <laughs> There's only really one food substance that you can ingest that will cause you to lose more calories than you gain. Any guess as to what it is? I must know. Uh, Bees? Because <laughs> <laughs> your body expends more energy trying to get rid of them. Uh, so I guess zero calorie things aren't a food stuff in this? No, that, that could be. So like... If we if we go with the celery conundrum, tic tac. What's more celery than celery? <laughs> what is more celery than celery? Green onions. <laughs> I need something really pulpy. Carrot tops. <laughs> Eat one whole carrot top. Not not the comedian. The green part of the carrot. <laughs> no, it's actually not very exciting. It's cold water. Cold <laughs> water. Yep. So it takes huh. your body more energy to heat it up than you get from drinking it. Huh. Yep, that's why you shouldn't eat snow. Yeah. I, I, I love delicious cold water, though. I'll let it sit there on the ice for hours. Oh, I'm on a cold water diet. I have been my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> so true or false, milk helps build strong bones. The milk council has told me yes. <laughs> I think it's the stuff they add to milk, not the milk itself. I'm just going to um, say true. Healthcare triage's rants tell me no. <laughs> Yeah, this is false. Uh, Not only is milk not all that great a source of calcium, but recent studies show that milk may actually leach calcium from your bones. Oh no, (laughs) my bones. (laughs) And a separate study showed that there is a correlation between bone fractures and milk consumption. Andy, get that poison out of your fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Turning me into Mr. Glass. So true or false, currently the best surgical weight loss treatment is a gastric bypass or gastric band. These basically reduce the size of your stomach, which makes you feel full sooner. So the true or false part is these surgeries are ineffective for one out of every hundred patients. True. That, that one guy is just going to balloon right up. Yeah. In fact, they made his stomach bigger. <laughs> <laughs> All that extra stomach stuff they had from the other 99 people. They just gave it to him. <laughs> His stomach is infinite. I think that's false. I think it's less effective than that. Yep. Kelly gets it. It is actually ineffective one out of every 10 people. Ooh. I'm not rolling those bones. Yeah. So we're on to our fill in the blank. Uh, What year was diet used as a term for weight loss? Uh, We took it from the Japanese in 1945. (laughs) After they bombed Pearl Harbor. This (laughs) is ours now. (laughs) Isn't there there a government called the Diet? I don't know. That sounds right. 1945, then. Um, 1950. 2000. You guys were closer than I would have guessed. It was 1963. (laughs) But I believe it was actually a Diet Coke ad. (laughs) I guess it wasn't called Diet Coke. Maybe that was it. It was called Diet Coke, so... So next, uh, what was the most weight ever lost by a woman? 782 pounds. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm. 500 pounds. Mm. Damn it. (laughs) 501 pounds. (laughs) Well, Andy is the closest without going over. And this is a crazy story. So in 2008, a two-year-old boy was brought to the hospital with head trauma. When the doctors asked what happened, his aunt, Myra Rosalie, who weighed over 1,000 pounds, or 470 kilograms, said that she had slipped and landed on him. Oh, no. So the boy died, but as the doctors... Oh, (laughs) jeez. 
But as the doctors examined his body, it became clear that whatever had hit his head was blunt and hard, unlike his aunt. (laughs) Who was just blunt. (laughs) So Myra went on trial for murder, but during the trial confessed that her sister had hit her son with a hairbrush repeatedly when he refused to eat. After she'd hit him way too hard, they called 911 and Myra said that she would take the blame. I guess she didn't mind taking the blame for injury, but murder was a different story. So Myra's sister, Jamie Lee, fled the country. It took bounty hunters two years to track her down, and now she's serving a jail sentence of 15 years for murdering her son. This event was a catalyst for Myra to get her life in order, and by 2018, she had lost 800 pounds, or 860 kilograms. This would make a great Lifetime movie. Well, funny you should mention that. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, in 2012, TLC released a documentary called Half Ton Killer. (laughs) (laughs) Better title? Question mark. (laughs) Insert better title here. We'll fix it in post. (laughs) So what was the most weight ever lost by a man? I feel like it's going to be more. It was in Texas. So let's say a thousand pounds. Mm -hmm. He he lost that whole woman. I'm also, I feel like a thousand pounds is right. No. Uh... Let's say 1,100. <laughs> well, first, an honorable mention for Khalid bin Mohsen, who may very well hold this record, but I could find no two sites that could agree on how much he weighed or how much he lost. However, that was an interesting story because he was admitted to a hospital in Saudi Arabia at an extremely high weight, something like 1,300 pounds. Oof. The king of Saudi Arabia visited him and ordered him to lose weight. <laughs> Jeez, King, way to fat shame. (laughs) He did and may have lost over a thousand pounds or 453 (gasps) kilograms. But from my research, this record is held by John Brewer Minock. So he was born in 1941 and by age 12, he weighed 294 pounds or 133 kilograms. By age 36, he weighed around 1400 pounds or 635 kilograms. I got to catch up. (laughs) At which time he was admitted to the hospital with cardiac and respiratory failure. No. (laughs) Getting him to the hospital was a bit of a challenge. They used a specifically built stretcher and it took over a dozen firemen to lift him. At the hospital, he was put on two beds pushed together and it took 13 people to roll him around and change the linens. Jeez. At the hospital, he was diagnosed with generalized edemia, which is when your body accumulates fluid more than it ought. Oh, so it's all just water weight. Right. It was estimated that of his 1,400 pounds, about 900 of it was fluid. What? Somebody put a spigot in this man. Water balloon. Don't fall over. You'll splash everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That would be really painful. Yeah. He was put on a strict diet regimen for his 16-month stay at the hospital, and when he was discharged, he had lost 924 pounds, or 419 kilograms. So unfortunately, you all went over. That's a lot, but he still weighed over 500 pounds, or 226 kilograms. I'm sure he felt light as a feather. He was probably delighted. Unfortunately, without constant supervision, he started to accumulate fluid again, and he died less than three years later at around 700 pounds, or 317 kilograms. He just needed a king to tell him what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Just too full of fluid. So, last fill in the blank here. The current sort of ideal measurement for a woman are a bust of 36, a 24-inch waist, and 36-inch hips. 
or in centimeters, that's 91, 61, 91. I didn't realize we had boiled it down to such specific numbers. It's sort of a number that gets tossed around a lot. What was the ideal waist in Victorian England? Oh, bigger than that. Yeah. I don't know. They had those tiny little dresses. I, th- I thought it was like the fatter you were, the more affluent I, you were. I think it was at one point. What, what was the number you just said for waist? 24. 24. I'm going to say half that. 12. Yes, that's um, half that. I'm going to go with 36. I'll say 20. Well, Adam was the closest without going over. It was 16 inches or 46 centimeters. Okay. <laughs> so that was achieved through excruciatingly tight corsets, which if worn long and enough- dark magics. <laughs> would squeeze the ribs together, pushing all of the internal organs <laughs> down into the hip area. Oh, down. Yeah. Thump, 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 thump. <laughs> my heart's hitting my bladder. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I have to be. I don't have to be. I have to be. I don't have to be. <laughs> and so for our terms today, we're going to name some diets and see if you guys can guess what these diets entail. So what was the werewolf diet? <laughs> I don't know, but I want to find out. <laughs> um, let's see. It's it's a diet where when you eat anything, they come back as a ghost to haunt you. <laughs> That's the diet where you can't eat anything all day, but when you wake up, there's like a half-eaten corpse next to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a diet where you binge eat on the full moon. Mm. Well, this is a diet based on the phases of the moon, so that's pretty close. Yeah, when the moon is full, I am full. Yeah. (laughs) There's two versions, easy mode and hard mode. In easy mode, during the 24-hour period of the full moon, you only drink water and maybe a little freshly squeezed fruit juice, just like a werewolf. Mm. (laughs) Just like the werewolves. (laughs) What they don't tell you is there's easy mode, hard mode, and once you're done with hard mode, you get Dante must die mode. On hard mode, you don't eat during the night at all. And during the official phases of the moon, full, waning, new, and waxing, you again only drink water and juice. So it's like the same thing, but you do it four times a month instead of one time a month. Does it work? Do you turn into a skinny werewolf? (laughs) A beautiful werewolf. (laughs) Half-starved wolf limping down the road. Everyone's going to think you're a coyote. Mm -hmm. A were-coyote. Coyotes. So what's the military diet? Uh, Adam's Adam's Yeah, that's when you're in boot camp and you fall asleep with juice in your mouth. (laughs) That happened once. Uh, The military diet is nothing but potatoes that you were forced to peel as a punishment. (laughs) Mm, I never did that. The military diet is where you're allowed to eat anything you like, but you have to do it in five minutes or less. Ooh. So in this diet, you eat rigidly defined meals for three days, then basically do whatever you want for the rest of the week to lose 10 pounds. Repeat until desired weight achieved. I don't understand. How does this work? Well, that's it. That's the whole thing. So like there's this very strict meal plan for, say, Monday through Wednesday. And once you've done those three days at this strict meal plan, Thursday through Sunday, you can eat whatever you want and you'll lose 10 pounds. Sound that bad, really, but I don't know how strict those three days are. Well, see, it's got to be better than just water like the last one. Yeah, well, most rigid meal plan diets have you eating lots of veggies. An example of the military diet is this. Two hot dogs, one cup of broccoli, a half a cup of carrots, half a banana, and half a cup of vanilla ice cream. (laughs) The ice cream is important. (laughs) Gotta leach that calcium out of your bones. Yeah. (laughs) Can't have your bones getting too strong. (laughs) Here in the military, we like to see guys with fractures and stuff. (laughs) It turns us on. So what is the Fletcherizing diet? Fletcherizing. That is you can only eat anything that is delivered into your mouth with an arrow. Damn it. (laughs) 
uh okay okay i it's uh you can only eat things that you can balance on your head that are shot by an arrow <laughs> let your eyes Word means nothing to me. Yeah, it shouldn't. <laughs> you can only eat people named Fletcher. Ugh. Gotta hunt it uh, down. So in this diet, you put food in your mouth and chew it about a hundred times. And yes, this includes liquids. Oh, <laughs> delicious. You have to chew your water? Yep. This water's very warm <laughs> now and kind of... You're, you're burning calories by chewing, I guess. <laughs> Then, once your mouth is filled with mush, you spit it out. This is- no, I did all that work. <laughs> <laughs> Trick me again. And this is the only way you acquire nutrients. You never eat food. You just chew it. The only nutrients you get is the stuff that kind of sneaks in while you're chewing. Yeah. Oh, no, I was startled. And I just swallowed a whole hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> So this was pioneered by Horace Fletcher in the early 1900s. Let's eat him. (laughs) And he claimed that you would lose weight while gaining strength, speed, and energy. In your jaw. (laughs) In his 50s, he said that he could deadlift 300 pounds or 136 kilograms at reps of 350. No. While standing on one leg. His claims were so bold that Yale University invited him out for a fitness test, and he apparently (laughs) outperformed the college athletes. What? Personally, I think both of those stories are made up, but uh, you can believe what you will. I suppose at least you get the flavor of the food. (laughs) And that concludes our acid pop quiz. I don't want to do any of those diets. Yeah. Well, we've got some more. So let's talk about cleanses and detoxes. There's a lot of different kinds of these, but in essence, they come down to drinking one thing and only one thing for a period of time. Yeah, like cayenne pepper and lemon water syrup. The claim is that you'll clear out unhealthy toxins from your body while losing weight and jumpstarting your metabolism to keep the weight loss going once you stop drinking whatever it is. I've got something that does that. I think it's called liver. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there's some issues with this. First, a lot of these call for you to drink juice. Juice is basically sugar water. It's sugar water made that was made by a plant, but it's still sugar water. And that's the best case. Delicious. Yeah. Drinking nothing but sugar water is a great way to make your blood sugar skyrocket and make you pee a lot, but that's about it. You might lose some water weight from peeing so much, but as soon as your body hydrates back up, the weight is back. Uh, Next, sugar water doesn't have a lot of protein in it. Since your body needs protein, it gets it from the only available source, your muscles. Uh, So any weight loss that isn't water is likely to be muscle. Isn't muscle just like a toxin anyway? (laughs) (laughs) Lastly, these plants tend to have you consume less than 1,000 calories a day, which puts your body into starvation mode. In this state, it shuts down all non-essential functions and holds onto fat reserves like crazy. Then, once you start eating real food again, your body is like an end-of-the-world planner and starts to stock up on fat in case the next one is the big one. Oh, please. So in the end, these cleanses might lose you a bit of water and muscle weight in the short term, but you'll end up with more fat in the long term. For a rainy day. Yeah, in case you need it. Oh, I mean, your body's probably right. If you did it to it once, you're probably going to do it again. It might as well prepare. Me and my body have trust issues. (laughs) So another way to start losing weight is to artificially restrict how much you can eat. That's the idea behind gastric bypass surgeries that work most of the time. Sure. Some other examples are the cotton ball diet. Eat nothing but cotton ball. (laughs) Basically, which involves dipping cotton balls in juice and then eating them. No. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. 
the don't do that. <laughs> They're such light and fluffy poops. <laughs> the idea is you'll be so full of indigestible cotton, you won't want to eat any real food. <laughs> mm, yummy. <laughs> Trouble is, most cotton balls aren't actually made from cotton. They're made from chemically treated synthetic fibers. So let's just ignore that one. <laughs> so they're not meant to be et. Also, cotton balls can get lodged along the bumpy ridges that are your intestines. Get enough of them together and you get a blockage, which could make it necessary to remove a portion of your digestive tract. And you will be that much lighter. Yes, true. Yep. This guy's asshole looks like a Build-A-Bear workshop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lose all that unnecessary organ weight. Also, eating non-food will cause malnutrition pretty quickly, so this diet is to be avoided. Don't even know why we brought it up. <laughs> I couldn't find much information on it, but there's another diet called the Small Bite Diet. In this one, a mad orthodontist basically wires your top teeth to your lower teeth ah. so that you can only open your mouth about a half an inch or 1.25 centimeters. It's true that not eating so fast is a good weight loss technique, but wiring your mouth shut can cause problems, like yawning, for example. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Pull all my teeth out. <laughs> Not great for kissing either. Yeah. You can get Oreos in there, though. So. <laughs> so don't worry. There's also the Obalon balloon, where you swallow an uninflated balloon and a medical professional blows it up a bit in your stomach. <laughs> this leaves less room for food, so you feel fuller faster, and the pounds melt away. They're definitely a doctor and not some sort of circus clown. <laughs> you wanted a flower, right? <laughs> I don't know. Make, make it look like a piece of pizza or some chicken. <laughs> the problem is there's a balloon in your stomach. <laughs> hmm. If only this could have been avoided. <laughs> now I have to swallow balloons, at least put cocaine in there or something. <laughs> now I have to swallow a bunch of thumbtacks. <laughs> if you were to throw up, it might get caught in your throat and block off your air supply, suffocating you. If you ate too much, your stomach could stretch and tear more easily than it otherwise would. Heck, the doctor could sneeze and pop your stomach like a soap bubble. <laughs> no. And if it pops inside you, you could get surprised really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so this is another diet I can't recommend. No, but if it pops in there, I can burp in someone's face and talk really high pitched. <laughs> <Feep>. <laughs> So another genre of weight loss is getting hot. Uh, sauna machines, sauna suits, hot yoga. The idea is the same in all of these. More heat equals more weight loss. What's hot yoga? It's uh, yoga in a room. Yeah. Oh, okay. You do yoga in like a hundred degree room. It's also, not, all, the, all those ladies are wearing their pants too. Yeah, it's so. not just more attractive people doing yoga. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, what actually happens is you sweat a lot, which causes a lot of a loss of water weight. Which that one guy could have used. That's true. Yeah. That's all he needed was yoga. I'm sure he could have done that. <laughs> yoga. But again, that just comes right back as soon as you drink enough. But dehydration can be dangerous. You could cause your kidneys to stop working or could cause dangerously low blood pressure. If you're working out when these things happen, that could be really bad. So this is another one to try and avoid. Are we going to talk about any that we shouldn't avoid? Nope. Oh, okay. no. This is acid pop. I was going to say, what show do you think you're on? <laughs> I'm taking notes. Adam keeps on furiously writing. He's like, how to lose weight. Damn it. Swallow more Damn. balloons. <laughs> so remember in our antimony episode when we talked about Benjamin Rush and how he poisoned alcoholics to get them to stop drinking? <laughs> I do remember yes. that. Yeah. Well, this next diet plan is along those lines. 
poison all my food. <laughs> it's called the tongue patch diet. Oh, I remember this one. Yep. It involves sewing a metal mesh to your tongue that makes eating physically painful. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but why? <laughs> it hurts to eat. Can your baby bird that for me? <laughs> You can chew your own food a hundred times. We've put ground glass in your food. That should slow you down. <laughs> so about the only thing you can get down is fluids. And even those are restricted to around 800 calories a day. And deliver small electric shocks. <laughs> the idea is to leave it on for a month, by which time you will have lost between 15 and 25 pounds. And develop and some sort of food phobia. Yeah. And now you talk like this. <laughs> Problem is, this diet, like all crash diets, works fine in the short term, but people tend to put on all the weight they lost and more within a year. Uh, this is a pretty new idea, but I feel like the doctors that perform it should refamiliarize themselves with the Hippocratic Oath. No kidding. Like, is the mesh pointy? Uh, I, it, yeah, it's kind of like pointy on the bottom. So when you put pressure on it, it stabs you in the tongue. So why wouldn't that hurt just all the time? I don't know. Or do I, is it like... It's like a retainer or something. Do I only put it in when I'm eating or something? I don't know. No, it's sewed to your tongue. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I'll eat less. I'll eat less. Just don't do it. So I briefly wanted to mention John Kellogg, who you may know for his invention of Kellogg cornflakes, a cereal intended to make you stop masturbating. <laughs> it worked. Also, also yogurt enemas. <laughs> in his defense, I have never masturbated while eating a bowl of Kellogg's cornflakes. <laughs> There's somebody out there that has. Somebody's looking at that chicken on the box. Just. <laughs> he should probably get his own episode, but I did want to mention his weight loss technique. It was simple. Daily enemas of yogurt. Yep, there you go. <laughs> How did he know it worked? Because he never prescribed anything he hadn't tried on himself. <laughs> I hope it's strawberry banana, at least. <laughs> Key lime pie, actually. Sticky. <laughs> John Kellogg, live fast, eat ass, and yogurt. <laughs> One of the worst ideas for weight loss comes out of Victorian England. So you want to lose weight, but you don't want to stop eating like a raccoon. <laughs> do love garbage. What you need is something to stop your body from absorbing all the food you eat. Like a bodyguard. <laughs> well, or rather to have something absorb it instead of you. Ah, uh, yes. Enter the tapeworm. <laughs> Oh, of course. The answer was right in front of us. It's nature's diet. The idea is simple. Swallow a single tapeworm egg, let it grow in your intestines, and it will eat your food so you don't get to. <laughs> don't you maintain the same weight if the tapeworm eats your food? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good, I guess, but needless to say, there's some problems with ingesting tapeworms. No. <laughs> First of all, there's lots of different tapeworms, and each causes its own range of effects. Some can't live in the human body and pass straight through. Some cause ceaseless diarrhea. <laughs> That'll lose you weight. Some cause dehydration, malnutrition, or edemia. Also, their eggs are real small, and they don't always end up in the intestines. Mm -mm. It can lodge somewhere in your soft tissue, creating a pus-filled cyst with a worm squiggling in it. <laughs> no! They could go up to your brain. Yep, in some cases, they wander on up to your brain. And studies have shown that having a worm squiggling in it is bad. It's not like Futurama? <laughs> no. There's a lot of places to hide up there. <laughs> Should everything go right and the worm does end up in your digestive system, it can grow up to 30 feet or 10 meters long. 
And worms reproduce by basically having segments of them break off. Each segment is basically a new worm. This process is described in purely clinical terms that still sounds creepy as a sensation in the rectum, followed by a discharge of segments through the anus, and then a crawling sensation in the perennial region. (laughs) There was a story of a pastor who had to stop his sermon when a horrified look crossed his face and a five foot or 150 centimeter (laughs) section of tapeworm squirmed out of his pant leg. That's what he gets for praying to elder gods. <laughs> At that point, I'd, I'd quit the religion. Like, this holy man is... God's let me down. Did he baptize it? <laughs> <laughs> now, let's say you got past all this and you were ready to be rid of your guest. This presents yet another world of problems. The two main techniques were to poison yourself enough to kill the worm, but not you... Or to hold something that the worm found tasty in your mouth or up your butt until the worm came a-calling. Yeah, you gotta wave like a turkey leg behind you, you know? or something. Then, hey, how's, how's it going? then you would reel it out of you like the world's <laughs> grossest magician scarf. <laughs> and do it carefully, because if, if a piece breaks off inside you, you're basically back where you started. Now I've got two tapeworms. (laughs) (laughs) Now, some people did this willingly, but others acquired tapeworms on accident, so we have pretty good documentation on the symptoms. And the worst news of all is that weight loss is an effect of tapeworms only 21% of the time. (laughs) So yeah, I can't recommend this weight loss technique either. Yeah, about one-fifth of you will lose weight. The rest of you, it's unceasing diarrhea. Yeah. So lastly, I wanted to talk about a woman who believed wholeheartedly in the curative properties of fasting. With a name you could trust, Linda Hazard was born in 1867. (laughs) She thought fasting was not only a way to lose weight, but basically a way to fix everything wrong with your body. We used to sell a book like that at Sprouts. Yeah, I mean, they still do. I'm just not there anymore. (laughs) You don't. They do. Fasting cleared out toxins, balanced energies, aligned chakras, really whatever it took to get you to stop eating food, fasting did that. (laughs) Raised your kids. (laughs) She opened a sanitarium in Washington in the early 1900s. And committed herself. There, people would come for the glorious lack of buffets. So much so that the locals called her operation Starvation Heights. (laughs) It's like anti-Vegas. Things were going great. That is until one of her patients died of starvation. Oh, sh- shock. How, <laughs> how did this happen? His chakras were like right fucking in line. <laughs> she had waved that away saying that he must have had some underlying disease that had killed him and carried on. <laughs> then another patient died. What? And another. What's... And another. Maybe uh, death is a side effect of chakra. Yeah. <laughs> So this carried on until Claire Williamson died at her sanitarium while weighing 50 pounds or 22 kilograms. Claire had been there with her sister, Dorothea, and when their family heard about the death of Claire, they rushed in to rescue Dorothea, who weighed less than 60 pounds and could not move under her own power. Hazard was, but she looked great in the course. <laughs> yeah, she's a huge success story for the sanitarium. <laughs> so Hazard was finally taken to court, where the skeleton started to cascade out of the closet. Literally, yeah, clatter, clatter. <laughs> it turned out that Hazard had over forty patients die in her care, and when Claire died, Hazard had forged her will, leaving everything to Hazard. Okay. Oh. 
Hazard was convicted of manslaughter and sentenced to two to 20 years in prison. That she- sounds less like manslaughter when she's changing <laughs> wills. Yeah. Damn. She served two years, was pardoned by the mayor for reasons I could not uncover, and then decided to move to New Zealand where there was more appreciation for a healthy diet of nothing. <laughs> A few years later, it turned out that Hazard wasn't getting the respect she felt she deserved and didn't see why a silly thing like credentials should get in her way. She claimed to have received a doctorate from Washington, but when someone checked her references, they found that there was none. I meant George Washington. (laughs) The founder of America, maybe you've heard of him. Hazard said, well, if you're not going to respect my fake degree, I say good day and move back to Washington. (laughs) She was trying to get another starvation colony going when she died of starvation herself in 1938. So you can't say she didn't practice what she preached. Good honor, I guess. And as a last note, I just wanted to point out that that science has a few things to say about diets. Chemical diets tend to be more harmful than effective, and crash diets tend to cause rebound weight gain equal to or exceeding the amount lost. Most chemical diets are like some version of speed, aren't they? Uh, No, there's actually one that's... It's stupid. I didn't even bother mentioning it, but it's using a hormone that's produced by the bodies of pregnant women. It's like if you're looking for a weight loss, you know, idol, pregnant women is probably not your your target audience there. There's always myth. (laughs) Pretty much every other diet that I could find scientific literature on said that if you monitor people closely on Atkinson or paleo or food combo or liquid or really any type of diet, what happens is that they eat less calories and as a result, they lose weight. If you're on Atkinson's diet and you eat 3,000 calories a day, you won't lose weight. That's just all there is to it. Really, dieting is about finding something that works for you, but what that means varies from person to person. If someone tells you that their diet is a miracle cure that can help you lose five pounds in a week, that's definitely an exaggeration. And dangerous. Woman's World Magazine lies to me every time I see it. (laughs) So it might be great for them, but that doesn't mean it will work for you. And if you find something that works for you, that's great, and I'm happy for you. But please try to keep in mind that it has a lot more to do with psychology than biology. So try not to force it on others. No, I'll be fine with just some more coconut oil and MSGs or whatever it was. (laughs) I'm kettoing the shit out over here. (laughs) Come on, get in on it. And that was the last of the stories that I had. Anybody have any dieting anecdotes? Hell no, I'm skinny as shit. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I remember on the ship they had to they had to outlaw people exercising with trash bags like taped over their torsos. Yeah, so they yeah, would I sweat had... more. But yeah. we were also in the Persian Gulf, so it was super dangerous to sweat that much. Yeah, I had friends who did that for wrestling. Mm. It's not good for you. Yeah, I mean, I've been on diets off and on throughout my life, and mostly... I'm on a diet right now. <laughs> yeah, including now. And yeah, what what works for me is just calorie counting. I just keep track of it. And yeah, if I eat less calories, I lose weight. But one time we tried to go on a like food combo diet. Oh God! And, and the idea behind no. it, <laughs> the idea behind it was that you could only eat similar things. That if you were going to eat proteins, you could eat nothing but proteins. And if you were going to eat fats, you could eat nothing but fats. And if you were we're going to eat potatoes, then don't eat potatoes because they're the devil's tuber. Yeah, potatoes were against the rules. <laughs> they come from underground, where hell is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, if you were going to eat vegetables, you eat nothing but vegetables. So, like, yeah, after a couple of weeks of just eating, like, 
a meal of nothing but protein. It's like eggs and meat and more eggs. It's just like it got so tiresome and repetitive and just like you just wanted to like eat a burger just because it had four things on it i woke up in the morning and walked into the kitchen and sean started making us our omelets which is what we could eat in the morning and i just like looked at the pan and i started to gag and i was like i can't do it i can't no no more i'm making us our hard-boiled egg omelets (laughs) eggs with more eggs inside (laughs) And yeah, basically, Kelly didn't eat eggs again for like a year. This is not an exaggeration. (laughs) No, yeah. What I find is just not being in a hurry. I mean, I gained um, 60 pounds while pregnant with Autumn. So uh, meandering back to where I was is definitely a a long-term project. But the only way for me to do it is make it a long-term project. Because if I became obsessed with it, then I wouldn't be able to stick with it. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, if I set reasonable goals and have cheat days and still allow myself chocolate, I find that that generally works eventually. Yeah, there's so many apps for counting calories and you just say, I don't want to eat more than this. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. I remember one time that I was counting calories and I literally would have donuts for breakfast like three days a week, but I stuck to my calorie restrictions. So I still lost weight. Like it doesn't really matter what you eat so much. Unless it's a tapeworm. Yeah. (laughs) Or nothing. And hey, everybody, I know dieting is a rough subject for some of you, so I know it is for me. So, like, chill. It's cool. I love you just the way you are. You're awesome. She's talking to me. (laughs) All right. Well, if nobody has any more personal stories, we'll move on to what are your morals worth. So, how much to lose 10 pounds or 4.5 kilograms by either fasting, fletcherizing, or swallowing five cotton balls with every meal? No. I'm going to have to go with fasting. Yeah, it's out of one. those options, fasting seems like the best option. Because <laughs> one of those is dangerous and the other one is teasing myself. Oh, no, don't worry. They're all dangerous. Well, I mean, the, the fletcherizing sounds, now that I think about it, the fletcherizing sounds better than the fasting. <laughs> at least I'm you get to get taste some, food yeah i'm gonna get something in my mouth and immediately be like well it's going in we're, uh, we're but, swallowing yeah. but if i go do all you can eat sushi like i could go all day because i'm not <laughs> actually eating any of it i can taste <laughs> yeah. all the sushi i want got like a bucket next to me <laughs> with that money python sketch how much are we losing 10 pounds a lot <laughs> it's a lot yeah i don't have a lot to lose <laughs> i have nothing to lose <laughs> uh, 10 pounds Make make my money amount five thousand dollars. I'm grand. I'm gonna get that ten pounds back the second I get that five thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a bucket of fat. <laughs> this is dangerous, and it might mess with my metabolism long term, and yep. also my brain. Because again, dieting. I I will say weight. for the oh, I let me just dive here for the Fletcherizing and the cotton ball. Those work just the way that. As described, but for fasting, I'm not going to make you fast until you lose 10 pounds. Like, it's not like you can't eat until that weight is gone. Oh, yeah. We're going to go on a, a schedule, say, like, maybe a day or two of fasting, and then you can eat, and then a day or two of fasting. So go with that one. Yeah. Can't taste myself. Based on that, like, I think that's better than the Fletcherizing. I will do the fasting. I want a lot of money. <laughs> Again. I think it's bad for my body and my brain. Um, give me fifty thousand. 
Fifth. What do you say, Andy? Five? Five thousand dollars. Like, I think, like, yeah, it is going to, it's not the healthiest way to lose it, but I, I mean, the results speak for themselves. <laughs> right? a real pill on those days where I can't eat. <laughs> no, Adam, they don't. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd do it for free as long as they're paying for the food that I can only eat sometimes. Oh, I'll pay for your fasting diet. <laughs> I've got zero dollars in my you budget. You said I get to eat some of it. <laughs> well, then you're not on the fasting part. You said I get to eat sometimes. Yeah, you do. So it's only a diet on some days, and then the rest of the days don't count as part of the diet? Well, they do not. It's a schedule. It's a, it's a life choice. <laughs> yeah, and the schedule is diet, diet, no diet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I can't do fasting, unfortunately. I would die. So. I don't think you can yeah, do that's any true. of these safely. I think, I think I could do Fletcherizing. I think I'll absorb... Enough I mean, foods. I, the cotton balls, you'd still be able to eat that way. That's true. I, I can't do the cotton balls, though. <laughs> so I'm going to have to do Fletcherizing. But yeah, that's still pretty crappy. It's still more dangerous for you. Yeah, it is. Oh, 50000 sounds like a lot, though. I don't think I need to take a year off of work for that. So I'll say uh, it's just the... Chance I might die cranks it up a bit, so I'll say fifteen thousand. Your hazard pay rates are low. Yeah, you're gonna be so jealous when I'm beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you're already beautiful, and I'm already jealous <laughs> on the inside. <laughs> it's hard to be jealous on the outside. All right, well, I think that's all we've got for this week. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks to my co-hosts for joining me today. Thanks to Gerard, our awesome editor. And thanks to you for tuning in. If you'd like more information about today's episode, check out our website at acidpoppodcast.podbean.com. You can join us on our subreddit, Acid Pop Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Acid Pop Podcast for updates almost every month. Or you can send us an email at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>